Hey friends, thank you for joining me on a different day this week. I was out of town actually for my brother's wedding, which was beautiful and gorgeous, and it was kind of like a mini vacation. It was so peaceful for me. So I'm excited to be back now into routine and in, in with family. So thanks for your patience as I just recorded on a different day this week. But you know, when I was on that vacation, it had me thinking about a time when I almost relapsed. And I thought that might be interesting to share when I almost relapsed and what I did in that moment. Because let's be honest, healing is a process. Just when you think you are okay and you're feeling stable again, there's another unexpected trigger or somebody says something or does something to throw you off. It's a process. We have never fully arrived. Praise Jesus that he is still working in us. He is not finished. So I wanted to share my story with you and what I did in hopes that it would encourage you if you find yourself almost in another crisis moment at another fork in the road and wondering, "Uh uh-oh, what should I do now? Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Hey friend, I am so glad that you are here today. But you know what? Even when I was gone, I was so grateful for the community that you are helping me build over on our Facebook community. Even though I was traveling, I was still able to plug in and connect and talk with women. Um, I needed some encouragement, and I know they needed some encouragement too. So I loved that I was able to still build community no matter where in the world I was or what time of day it was. We still had each other. We could pray for each other, encourage each other, and really ask the difficult questions but it was a safe place to do so. So if you're not over there yet, what are you doing? Come join us in our Facebook community. I will link it in the show notes, but it's facebook.com slash groups slash intimacy after infidelity. And I would love to be part of your community and creating a safe place to hold difficult stories. Okay, so as promised, I want to talk about a time when I almost relapsed, but what I did in the moment. So I could tell that I was needing connection. I was able to identify that need. I'm feeling lonely. I need connection. And I remember the season I was in, at first I was so intent 
on getting my connection from God, asking for a word from God, wanting to hear from him. But, you know, after a little while, things still felt a little quiet. I was still feeling a little unseen and disconnected. And I was in a situation where, you know, there are some guys. If you live in this world, there are men everywhere. And so I started to feel the familiar feeling of temptation and saying, hmm, I wonder if I could create connection with some other people. And I quickly realized what was going on. And to be honest, it scared me. It scared me to say, where is this coming from? I thought I was over this. I thought I was past this. What's going on? So my first encouragement to you is, do you have a few, one or two or three trusted advisors that you can turn to in that moment? That's what I did. I have my about three ladies that I know I can text. And you know, there was one day I I texted each of them individually and I said, hey, I'm texting you so that I don't text anybody else. I needed that safe space with other women mentors who I knew would sit with me in my confusion and my pain and my hurt and they would just hold my heart, just hold space for me. And they sure did. So do you have community, women who will listen and love you and sit with you and give you truth? So here is some of the truth of then what these mentors and I talked about over the next couple days. So first of all, I was encouraged, Christina, give yourself grace, not to run into sin and then receive grace. No, but give yourself grace in your healing journey. It does take time. And the pain and the hurt that you're feeling isn't just what meets the eye. So be willing to sit and even think back to your childhood and growing up. Be willing to peel back the layers of what's going on. Where is the pain coming from? But where did it stem from back in the past? And as you're doing this work, be gentle with yourself. All right, so the next thing that we talked about was recognize the different parts of you. You can simultaneously be that good Christian girl with you know the good morals, and you can also struggle with temptations. That Christ follower part of you is right there alongside that little girl who feels unwanted, unseen, hurt, lonely. Both of those parts can live in the same house. So recognize that. Recognize each part of you and what it brings to the table. Now, when you recognize your feelings, look at where else they might be showing up and get curious about what they're telling you that you need. So, for example, if you realize, yeah, I'm, I'm needing attention and I'm feeling you know, unseen and unwanted. Okay, it's not just about the affair. Where else in your life is that showing up? How's your marriage? 
How's your relationship with kids or with other family members? How are things at work and your job? How are things at church and other friendships? So take inventory of your life across the board and see where else are these emotions popping up? What can they tell me? Emotions are flashlights into your thoughts and into your needs. Journal this, get this out on paper and explore all the different parts of your life. Now, in doing this, watch out. Watch out for shame talking. I am so quick to use words like, well, I'm just desperate and needy and shallow. Uh, Those are too much, too much part of my vocabulary. But it's actually a sad little girl who didn't get what she needed in the past. And that little girl still wants to be seen and heard and understood today. So again, the affair isn't because I'm shallow and needy and desperate for attention. It goes deeper than that. So take time to sit in it and understand yourself better. Also, watch your questions. One question I used to ask myself a lot was, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? You know, why is this happening again? But instead of saying that, ask, what has happened to me that made me respond that way? Really dig into that. That is such a powerful question. What has happened that made me respond that way? And then what lie am I believing right now? What lie am I believing? What agreements have I made over time in order to survive and cope and feel safe and loved and valued? So look at the patterns throughout your life, all the way back to childhood, when you were a teen, even when you were a young adult. What agreements did you make in order to survive and to still feel like you belonged in this world? Friend, Jesus loves you so much. And, you know, it was interesting when my mentor was texting me some of this information. I I texted her back. I said, you're going to have me crying on an airplane. But the truth that I needed reminded of was that Jesus loves you. Even the parts of you that could go wrong. Even those parts of you that are tempted to throw it all away and do what feels good in the moment. He's not disgusted by you. In fact, the opposite. He is embracing you and he's calling you in. Think about those stories of the woman at the well that Jesus talked to or the woman caught in adultery whom Jesus showed compassion to or the prodigal son who was never reprimanded but instead he was celebrated when he came home in these stories there was no shame or disgust or condemnation there was only love and empathy and compassion from a faithful father and friend who loves you and who wants to sit with you even in the messy places of your story Friend, I am so proud of you for digging in and doing the hard work. 
often it's the hard work that leads to holy. Don't give up. God, who is within you, is greater than he who is in the world. You are strong. You have the power that raised Jesus Jesus from the dead inside of you. Friend, you are disciplined. You have self-control. And you are so loved. I am here anytime if you find yourself in that place again to say, I am on the verge of relapse. I, I don't know what's up from down right now. Friend, I would be honored to sit with you in that space and, and just hold that part of your story and to explore some of these questions that I've even asked today. Friend, I love you. He loves you so much. We can get through this together. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.